Welcome back, everybody. Hawk Talk on Melrose. This is a delayed instant reaction episode following Iowa's 27-0 victory against the Nevada Wolfpack last night. As you can see here, I am by myself. Tyler had a wedding this weekend, so he is uh, not here. He has not watched the game yet. He's going to uh, re-watch the game uh, sometime this week as he will be back, obviously, for the Thursday episode, so stay tuned for that. As always, thank you guys for listening and supporting this podcast. Uh, we are on YouTube. That is our kind of preferred uh, place to watch just because we like to share the screen. We like to show highlights. We like to show stats on the screen. But if you're not on YouTube or if, you want, if you're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, that's totally fine. Uh, just make sure you leave a review, tell your friends, tell your family, whatever the case may be, to get this uh, podcast out there um, for us. So thank you guys all once again for that. So Let's get into this game a little bit. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday afternoon. I had to watch a little NFL today. Love the NFL. Love the NFL. Between fantasy football and sports betting, I mean, nothing is quite like doing nothing on a Sunday besides obviously making these podcasts, but uh, just sitting on the couch and watching some NFL football. NFL red zone, it's great. It's 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 best time of the year. So that's what I've been doing all day today. I figured, you know what? See, afternoon games, the games aren't too intriguing right now, so I might as well just fire up the fire up the old mic and uh, get a very short episode out to you guys just going over this game a little bit. So let's get right into it. So if you're on YouTube, you can see my screen right now. Obviously, these are the stats for last night. Now, we have to keep in mind Nevada is on a very good football team. Um, they gave up, what was it, like 600-some yards to Incarnate Word and uh, 55 points to Incarnate Word last week. So, yes, the offense looked better, uh, but we have to keep in mind who we were playing. But I'm going to stay positive here because it's baby steps. And the reason why I say that is because if we look bad again last night, and don't get me wrong, we didn't look great. We didn't look bad either. But if we looked bad, that would have been a terrible thing going into conference play. So we at least looked better last night. And that's all you can ask for, like I said, baby steps. And I think it helped that we finally got Nico back, which is kind of like a security blanket for Spencer. I think it helped that Keegan Johnson's back. Now, Keegan didn't really have a great game, but just having him out on the field was huge. Um, and then obviously having Gavin Williams back, Caleb Johnson looked great. LaShawn uh, Williams did not play. I heard, I think his uh, father actually passed away this week, which is just so sad. Prayers out for his family. Um, so he was uh, gone for that Um that game last night I just I can't imagine so so he wasn't there and um but yeah just having those two receivers back I think is is huge for Iowa so as you can see here with the with some of the stats here um first down plays Iowa 15 Nevada 10 I mean that's a step in the right direction I think in the first two games we had total 22 or maybe 22 first downs so we almost got in just one game almost double or almost what we got in two games. So, I mean, that's encouraging. Total yards, we, we got 337. We had some plays out there that maybe we could have got some more yards. I mean, we took some deep shots that we didn't connect on that I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, so we could have maybe had a few more yards there, but it is what it is. Rushing, we had 162 yards. Um, really, the major one was 103 yards out of Caleb Johnson, two of his runs one for like 40 yards and the other one for 55 yards we actually didn't rush football very good last night which i would say is probably one discouraging thing i saw besides those two long plays by caleb johnson which were great plays don't get me wrong 
I would take that every game. I mean, if our if we couldn't run the ball worth a damn, but we at least got two breakout running plays that resulted in touchdowns, okay, give me that. But in total, though, I, I was listening to John Miller. I think he ended up saying, you take away those two big run plays, we actually only averaged 1.8 yards per carry against the Nevada team that, once again, is not a very good football team. So that's kind of discouraging. I thought the offensive line did not play very good last night at times. Now, there were times where they actually did. And once again, I'm going to go through the highlights here um, so we can kind of go by play by play with some of these games or some of the key moments of last night's game. Uh, time of possession, man, I, you know, it is, you know, this entire year, we just have not won the time of possession for Iowa. That's our identity is, is winning the time of possession. And we just haven't. And I mean, it's no, it's no uh, real shocker as, you know, we get a lot of three and outs, right? So you're out on the field for maybe a minute, two minutes at a time. Uh, but really want to see that improve as we get into big t- Big Ten play. You really want to win the time of possession, especially when you're playing teams like Michigan and Ohio State and teams like that. So, so yeah, overall, um, I think, you know, once again, it was encouraging. Baby steps. I mean, you can't go from zero to 100 like that. Now, maybe for Ohio State you can, but with Iowa, you just can't do that. So it's at least encouraging to see. As you can see here, going down to Nico Regani, first game back after having an injury, two receptions for 56 yards. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that he was missed. I think it opens the door for players like Arlen Bruce, three receptions for 50 yards, like I said, because Nico's kind of uh, Spencer's security blanket. Keegan Johnson had two receptions for 11 yards. Once again, he didn't have that great of a game, but just having him out there was, was, was big for us. And then seeing Gavin Williams getting the running backs involved in the passing game. I love that. I, I think in the Iowa State game, and I think I mentioned this last week, we didn't have one play where we threw to the running backs. And I just think that's uncalled for because we have good running backs. So seeing them go out and actually get some catches last night was was definitely uh, pretty cool. So, so yeah, so I'm going to go actually to the highlights here. I muted it just because I'm going to talk a little bit. I have, I have some... Uh, notes jotted down of some different uh, plays I just kind of want to go through. Um, This was actually on the third down and 12. And I just want to show this play just because I thought this was a, just a really good pass by Petrus. You know, you know, he didn't really have much time through it, delivered great catch by uh, Arlen Bruce, really good play. And the reason why I show that play is because obviously going into this game and I'm, and I'm going to be the one first to admit, I was pretty pissed that Petrus was starting. Looking back on it, you can kind of see why Kirk was giving him kind of one more chance. You know, here, we're playing a bad team. You're finally going to get some of your good receivers back. You're getting one more chance to see if you can prove it. And I thought Petrus, outside of maybe one or two throws, I know he had one throw to to, uh, Laporta that was kind of behind him that wasn't very good. But outside of that, he had a great game. I thought he he really, I thought his, his long balls were pretty good. Um, and I think he actually looked kind of poised in the pocket. I thought there was a couple of times he actually ran it and that's all you can ask for, for uh Petrus. I mean, he was, he was actually not too bad last night. So speaking of the long balls, I'm going to just going to go through some of these long balls because once again, I think it's very encouraging to see us actually trying to take shots here. So this first one right here, this is, I think a play action pass. I think we ended up getting a holding call, but it was also a pass interference. But, I mean, that was a great throw. You know, pass interference there, Keegan. You know, um, maybe if he wasn't getting 
interfere. Maybe he catches that. But, you know, I love those play calls. Because once again, now we got the holding, so it was an offset penalty. But if, we, if our guy doesn't hold there, that's 15 yards. And once again, like if in, and the thing is like with deep balls like that, let's just say Nevada would have intercepted it. Okay, fine. They're at the five yard line. Okay. It's just like punting the football. And I just thought the first two weeks, especially at the Iowa State game, <clears throat> excuse me, we did not do any, we didn't do that one time. We didn't throw the ball downfield once that game. And it just, it really kind of annoyed me. So here's the next one. Uh, this one's to Arlen Bruce. I thought this was a great play call. Speaking of which, I thought I thought Brian actually had a really good day um, play calling. I thought the Iowa State game, he was horrid. Um, and I thought he, he did a really good job play calling this game. So this was a third down and run. Obviously, their entire defense thought we were running the football. I mean, look how many guys are in the box. So great play design here. Play action pass. Great block by uh, Gavin Williams. Wide open for Arlen Bruce, like a wheel route. Kind of overthrew him. I thought Arlen Bruce had a, you know, he had great catch by him because he did kind of overthrow him, but it was still, you know, right, you know, right where you needed to be and uh, easy touchdown. So I love that play. Here's another long ball that I'm going to go to right here. Um, right here. This one we didn't connect on, but once again, I'm loving the aggressiveness. I'm loving going downfield. Just misses him, but you know, like I said, you can't, you can't be mad at that. And I, I remember actually after this play, I looked at my dad. I'm like, hey, at least we're taking shots downfield. I don't, I know we're not connecting right now, but at least we're taking shots. And then here's another one. I think this was actually, um, I believe this was. God, my thing is in the way right here. Here, let's see here. So nine thirty-eight, I think is. This was right after the delay. Long ball. I thought it was intercepted. Great job by Nico getting it. Even if he went, but once again, even if the Nevada guy would have intercepted it there, at least we're taking shots downfield. And you know, okay, he intercepts the ball. They start at the 25 yard line, whatever. So I just kind of wanted to start there, showing some of the long balls. I just think for a team that really is struggling right now, offensive line that's really struggling, the defense is putting everyone in the box. If you're, if you're consistently throwing the ball downfield, even if you're not connecting on all of them, defenses actually have to respect that. Okay. You can't, you can't put nine guys in the box if you're taking shots constantly down the field. And so I'm loving that. Now, I will say this too. I also wanted to go through um one thing I wanted to mention too was once again the offensive line play did not was not at times I last night was not very good, especially in the running game. And I just think with the offensive line, I think as the year goes on, we will improve. But I think for right now, like especially in the in the running game, and I, and I, I tweeted at John Miller this today. I said, you know, with, with the offensive struggles, I don't know why we don't run out of shotgun more often because it spreads out the defense a little bit. I just think when you're in eye formation bunched up, you just, once again, invites eight, nine guys in the box. And it's just kind of a mismatch, right? Especially with an offensive line that's just, you know they're young. They're they're you. You can see that they're they're getting a little bit better, but they're just not there yet. And here's just kind of two examples. Obviously the Caleb Johnson run, which by the way, I love this play. Arlen Bruce in motion, right? It's kind of like a, a run pass option. Like, um, once again, if you're not on YouTube, you can't see this. I apologize. 
Uh, but if you're on YouTube, you can obviously see this. Uh, Spencer Petras obviously hands the ball off to uh, Caleb Johnson, but he could have pulled, held onto it and threw it to Arlen Bruce, and Arlen Bruce probably gets five yards, if not more, but gives it off to um, Caleb Johnson easy. You know, would have been 10 yards, but broke that tackle, which made it a touchdown. But that's just an example of spraying the team out. I'm going to go back here again. Once again, look at this. One, I mean, they have technically one, two, three, four, five, five guys in the box with a safety coming up. So six guys in the box. It's just, once again, teams are spread out. You have a little bit more options, especially when you have good running backs. It's how you, it's how you, you run the football good, right? Here's another one. I'm just going to show this one. This was at 442. Let's see here. This was, I think, to um, Gavin. Once again, we're in, we're in uh, shotgun. You're not, you know, the defense isn't all bunched up. And you go and, you know, you get 10 yards. Not saying every run play is going to be successful in the shotgun, but I think more times than not, it's going to, especially when you have guys going in motion, right? You got Arlen Bruce going in motion. You got just a bunch of different stuff that's happening. Keeps the defense kind of on their feet a little bit. And I think it's just good. One other thing I want to point out, I mentioned this at the beginning, was I love seeing, um, where was that, 455 maybe? Actually, right here. I love seeing get, seeing the running backs get involved in the passing game. I thought this was a great, great play by Gavin, well, by Spencer, great catch by Gavin. And, you know, he gets 25, 30 yards right there. Easy. I mean, every game, you're going to have a few plays where your running back is not covered. And in that circumstance, you go back, literally just goes on like a wheel route and is not covered at all. No one counts for him. And especially with, with Iowa, because with Iowa, usually the running backs are blocking. So once again, you go out on, you go out on an action on a route, you might not get covered. And in this case, literally no one's covering him. I wish he would have kept going. If he would have just kept going straight, hard running, he would have he would have got way more yards. I think he kind of stopped and kind of jittered, which I don't know why he did that, but but it's whatever. You know, you get he gets 25 yards. So that's good. That's great. And then one the last play I just want to show is the let's see here, 1335 is the Caleb Johnson run. This is a counter, which John Miller was also talking about today on Twitter. Um, I wish we did more counter plays. Um, it does seem like when we do, they work. And in this case, we do a counter, and it's an easy 55-yard run. Caleb Johnson, I mean, no one's going to catch up to him. And good night, Irene, at that point, right? So, yeah, it's it's good to see. I mean, like I said, the offense, it wasn't great last night. I don't even want to say it was good. I don't know. I mean, what, I mean, what did I grade it? Maybe like a, maybe like a B minus, just because the team that we were playing wasn't very good, but a B minus with our defense, I would take a B minus every game with our defense. Our offense plays like this every game. Not even that good, decent average. We win a lot of football games. This is what, this is what us Iowa fans always ask. Like always say, like if we were just average on offense, and I thought, and I think last night was was like a prime example of like what being just decent, average, above average, right? Looks like. Also, want to show this. This is Thad uh, Nelson. I I follow him on Twitter. I love looking at this after every game. You can see where all the passes are going to. 
obviously the Iowa State game, I thought, I think going, I, I, I could, I would have to go back, but I think we had like one play for like 13 or 14 yards. I thought, I think this is a way better graph. Seeing what, one, two, three, four, five, six passes, 30 plus. I will take that, right? I will take that. And then seeing what, one, two, three, four, or one, two, three, uh, 10, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, not nine. Nine passes, 20 plus. I will take that in in a heartbeat. Once again, we're still, if you, if you look at the line of scrimmage, we're still throwing a lot of right to left, right? A lot of east to west, which I don't like. I, 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 I'm always that type of guy. It's like attack, attack downfield. I don't like those little three, four yard little passing plays. It just doesn't, for us, it just doesn't seem like it, it ever amounts to anything. But I can't complain because like I said, seeing some dots at the 20-yard line, 25-yard line, 30-yard line, and and then even the 45, 50-yard line is good to see. So that is um, that. Is that. Now, ranking-wise, we're still not very good, obviously. Team stats, we're at – we're still 124th in the country in what is a scoring offense at uh, 13.7. So uh, improvement, improvement, but not – not very good. Total offense, obviously, still, I think, dead last. We would really need to have a really good game, like a, like a 400, 450, 500-yard uh, offensive uh, performance to, to maybe get above a little bit. But, yeah, we're still dead last. Um, we've improved a little bit, though, because we were, I think, like 70 yards short of New Mexico State. Now we're more like, what is it, 20, 17 yards. So where we're getting there. Um, defensively, I haven't really talked much about the defense because I guess when you're so good, there's not really much to talk about. I will say defensively though, I mean, without, you know, like no Shannon barely played last night. Um, who else didn't play? I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, he might've been the only one that, uh, yeah, yeah, blocked didn't play either. Um, trying to think who else didn't play last night. Hmm. I can't think of it. I, I can't, the linebacker. Oh, Justin, Justin Jacobs. I was having a brain fart. I, I couldn't think, but he didn't play last night either. And so the defense still just looking elite is um, once again, very awesome to see total defense. We are fourth in the country holding 194 yards per game and then scoring defense. I want to say we are second. Let's see here. Yeah, we're second, uh, right behind Georgia, four point three points per game. And the fact that we're two and one really annoys me. When you're averaging, when your defense is holding in three games, average is four point three three. You should be three and zero. But whatever, I'm not going to complain too much. But yeah, defensively, man, it's just, it's just awesome to see. I mean, we're we're bringing guys in once again. Like Noah Shan gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, Black's not playing. You know, uh, Jacobs isn't playing, but we're just bringing guys in and they're just, they're, they're kicking ass. You know, Aaron Gray's had a sack last night. You know, uh, Jeremiah Pittman looked good. I mean, it's just, it's just awesome to see. And then, you know, my guy, Cooper DeGene, I mean, going into the season, I, I had high hopes for him. Um, and I, I really praised him a lot, especially, I mean, it, it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things where he hadn't really played. So he was kind of unproven, but I just, I just had that feeling. 
the dude was going to be a baller for us. And and he has two interceptions now in two games. Almost had a third interception last night. Just a great – I mean, he's a hell of a defensive player, and he's going to be very special for us. I thought Terry Roberts had a good game. It sucks that, you know, uh, Jer- uh, Jamani Harris or, Jam- or Jamari Harris, you know, is out for the year. Um, it really does, but it gives Terry Roberts the opportunity. Obviously, Terry Roberts was injured almost all last year. Kind of felt bad for the dude. Um, they're not saying like, you know, oh, thank God, you know, you know, I, I want to see Roberts out there. I, I wish Harris wasn't injured, but I am saying though, it gives obviously uh, Roberts an opportunity to really shine because I think he's a hell of a football player, great leader, and it's good to see and good to see you know some of his uh, performances out there. So. So yeah, that's really that's really it. Pretty pretty brief instant reaction podcast. I mean, there's really not much more to cover. Uh, I guess I I guess I hadn't really covered the the whole rain delay. You know, I, I have season tickets. Pretty bullshit that all all summer it doesn't rain like at all, and then you know two back to back games it rains. I'm not going to complain too much, but you know the Iowa State game, you know. We got pretty lucky. It, it stopped. It only st- it started raining like midway through the fourth, but uh, last night it rained the entire game, and the weather forecast is going in going into Saturday was totally wrong. It was supposed to rain in the morning and then not rain until like way later in the night, like after ten o'clock at night, and it ends up raining literally the entire game. <laughs> All of the tailgate was dry, and then right when the game like six o'clock when everyone's going to the stadium. It starts raining, obviously rain delay. We did not stay for um, the 10 o'clock uh, one. We we left right after the first one because I've experienced rain delays. I, I was staying back in 2019 in Ames, and that was brutal. It was like an hour, two hours just sitting there in the concourse. And you just never know because, I mean, what if the game gets canceled? You, you wait all that for nothing. And like last night, like I really had a feeling that they were just going to call the game. And so I was just like, and, and I had a three-hour drive back. So it's like, do I wait or do I just go home? And then maybe I get home before the game even starts up. And it, literally, that's what happened. I got home at 1230 last night. Game started at 1245. So I was got pretty fortunate there. I was able to watch the rest of the game in the comfort of my home. So, you know, um, last night, it's just very unfortunate, very unlucky. You know, and our next home game is Michigan. I'm already looking at the weather forecast. So far, it looks good, knock on wood. But so did yesterday going into that game. So did the Iowa State game. Um, and, you know, it's only, it's still two weeks out. So there's still a long time for forecasting. But um, it's just one of those things where it's just like, God, go figure, you know, go all summer, barely rains, and then back-to-back kind of raining games. Just, I don't know, kind of sucks as a fan. But it is what it is. Um, so this weekend we got Rutgers on tab going to be a tough game, you know, just because it's on kind of unfamiliar territory. Last time we played Rutgers was 2019. I think the second week of the season. And we, I think we won 30 to 30 to zero, maybe, or 30 to seven. I'm just going to look here what their, um, I know their, I know their offense isn't that great, but let me see here. I would say they're probably middle of the pack. In scoring offense, and we'll, we'll go through all this obviously when we um, preview them on on Thursday's episode. So they are tied for 56 in the country. They're averaging 34.7. They did play Temple yesterday. I wasn't able to watch that game because obviously I was tailgating, but they almost lost that game. 
And then let's see what um, their total offense is. Because right now, I think the, the stats, or I was looking at stats, I was looking at the the betting, and it's I was actually a six-point favorite, and the over-under is like at 35 and a half, which is just hilarious. Let's see here. So, Rutgers, 91st in the country at 369 yards. So, it's going to be a defensive battle. Our offense is not very good. Rutgers' offense isn't very good. And I would say probably the reason why we are favored is because of our defense. I'm going to look at their defense quick. Um, defensively for them. So scoring defense, let's see here. I would say they're probably middle of the pack too. So I'm just going to see. I'm just going to go to this third tab. Yep, they are. Somewhere here. Hmm, maybe they actually aren't. Let's see here. No, I don't know. I can't find them. Total defense. Let's see what their total defense is. Sorry about this. At least you know that I'm not, uh, I don't really, you know, get prepared for these episodes. It's kind of all on the run. Uh, God, I don't, I don't see them on here either. They might, they might, their defense actually might be in the top. Oh, like, yeah, wow, their defense is. Damn, I did not know their, their total, their total defense is, they're only holding teams to 240 yards. But once again, it comes down to who, you know, who you're playing, stuff like that, too. So, but, um, yeah, it's going to, like I said, it's going to be a, probably a low scoring affair. It's probably going to come down to whatever offense can, you know, maybe make one drive. You know, kind of like the Iowa State game, you know, they went down on that 99-yard uh, drive. You know, you know, it kind of it might come down to that. You know, what offense can can make a drive out of something? Might come down to, you know, what defense can you know pull off the most turnovers, right? It's gonna be a punting um, affair with Rutgers punter. I think like one of the best punters in the nation. Obviously, Tory Taylor, one of the best punters. So if you like punting, you should watch this game. So, but yeah, we will preview that game obviously once we get a little closer um, into um, that game. So, that is it for this episode. Short, quick. I think I went through all the points. I don't think there's really much else to say other than, you know, I'm encouraged at least. I feel a little bit better. Obviously, it would have really sucked recording today. And let's say our offense looked like shit again yesterday, it would be like, what the hell? especially against a really bad Nevada defense, but at least we took care of business. We looked decent at times and that's really all you can ask for. So that is it for this episode. Thank you guys all for listening and go Hawks.